It's college football Saturday, and they're set to set it off tonight at Colonel Stadium at 6.30 on ABC. It's number 17, Miami, going against number 18, Louisville, and tonight's college football Saturday. Let's get it started, everybody. It's going to be a good one. No one thought this weekend would come. And we're gonna, and they already set it off a couple of weeks ago, and we got even better matchups tonight. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Native Hicks Show for this this weekend's college football Saturday, and we got a whole slate of teams going at it tonight. Couple top twenty showdowns tonight. We got some first time home openers, and you know we're just gonna set it off all 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 the way tonight, or today this morning. There's going to be, I mean, SEC is going to be playing tonight. They're going to be starting off Big 12 also. Where we had some couple of games, Oklahoma obviously last week. They don't play this week, but you know, Oklahoma State's going to be playing. And a couple, uh, couple postponements we'll be sharing with you and why. And uh, we got, you know, we got, we, you know, it's going to be a good Saturday, I think. It's, we got some good Saturday college football games coming up. To me, you know, everything looks, I mean, this should shape the landscape tonight. I mean, this, this, you got a top 20 showdown. I mean, one of the marquee matchups going to be, and we got some, uh, we got some, uh, I, I would say, close calls, I would think. We got, <laughs> you got some good games. There's going to be uh, upset alerts, and I'll, I'll share that later. And uh, we're going to kick it off. At 11 a.m. This, uh, this morning, you're going to have Syracuse, number 0-1 Syracuse, <laughs> against number 25 Pittsburgh. Which, you know, when you look at it, you know, you... you Pittsburgh's one to know, so you know, a great outing in their first one. I mean, it's not one of the best teams out there, but you know, it's the first game. I mean, they never thought they were going to be playing on Saturdays. You know, we we everything was left in the dark. No one knew what was going to happen, and then you know, and SEC said we're playing. We're going to play from the start. Big Twelve never said anything about it. And said we're going to play. That's a good thing, you know. You don't want your kids to think like leave your leave your your athletes in the in the in the dust or anything, thinking like maybe we will, maybe we won't. We we're not they're not gonna you know I, in a way I think the Big Ten went at it probably the best way, I think. You know they postponed it. You know they got some information on everything, and you know they set it off right. They got everything in place, protocols. So we got 0-1 Syracuse against number 25, Pittsburgh, 1-0. Uh, Syracuse, de uh, we're, we're, gonna, you know, we're just going to jump into this. I mean, Tommy DeVito, junior, ju a junior from Ramsey, New Jersey, had only 112 yards last week. And uh, he, no interceptions, so he takes care of the ball. With 13 completions, 31 attempts, you know, it's not that bad. 
but you know it's Syracuse, and you you just know that they're going to be going against a, a way better team this week in Pittsburgh. Kylie, Kenny Pick, Kenny Pickett, senior quarterback from Oakhurst, New Jersey. A couple New Jersey players right here going at it. A lot of New Jersey players for Pittsburgh and Syracuse. You got Taj Harris in Syracuse, a junior wide receiver from Beverly, New Jersey. You know, New Jersey kid. Uh, not a not a great outing in the, in his first game, five sets of sixty four yards, zero touchdowns, uh, twelve point eight average yards. Last year he did he he, he didn't he, he didn't do bad. I mean for a Syracuse player, I mean I'm not trying to be like a harsh you know critic or anything, but he only had five hundred fifty nine yards, uh, total, and thirty seven receptions. I'm just saying it's not your premier college. You know, to rack up, you know, yardage and everything. It, it's just not that team. Pittsburgh, every once in a while, you'll have that year, you know. Pittsburgh shows up this year. I think they're in the top 25. They're just barely making it in the top 25 because, you know, Big Ten is not playing yet. And they'll be playing October 23rd and the 24th. So that's gonna, they're going to be kicking that off. So, you know, they're going to have to move some things around. So uh, they kicked Ohio State out. They're Penn State. They're out of the top 25. But, you know, as soon as they play and they're going to see how good Ohio State is, they're going to be playing. <laughs> and then uh, you got Vincent Davis in Pittsburgh, you know, sophomore halfback from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He had 11 attempts, 43 yards. Not bad. Not bad at all. But I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh. You know, I think they're gonna they're gonna rack them up this, on this one. Uh, Thirty-five seventeen, Pittsburgh. <laughs> then uh, we got some kind uh, of confusions. Nah, I guess no confusions. Charlotte and North and uh, North Carolina, number twelve, North Carolina, they canceled it because a couple players in Charlotte had a I don't know a lineman. I think it was a lineman that, that tested positive for COVID. And uh, due to COVID tracing, contact tracing of uh, offensive linemen, so they just canceled it. And they're not going to play it. So I don't know what they're going to Is UNC going to drop? I wonder. Are they just going to keep them at 12? Another one uh, postponed is BYU and Army. They're not going to be playing today. Number 21 BYU against number 22 Army. That would have been a good game, I would think. You know, a couple, you know, they're evenly matched. I think BYU would have probably won that one. I don't know. Didn't they play? I think they played Navy last week. Good outing, you know. They they, they looked like they wanted to play out of the two teams. And uh, uh, shellacked, uh, shellacked them. BYU won last week. So that'll take us to uh, Boom Pickens Stadium on ESPN at 11 a.m. Oklahoma State against Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma State, you know, this is going to be their first game. But we're going to expect uh, Spencer Sadler, sophomore from Texas, to be starting in this game. Last year he had 2,065 yards, 16 touchdowns, 48th in the, 48th in, in the NCAA, 11 interceptions. Is, that was 21st. He had 155 completions of 247 yards. So there, I don't think he would. I think he would improve 
more than he would, you know, stay the same. So you could you could expect uh, probably a two thousand yard season again. Good quarterback over there in Oklahoma State. And uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Tulsa, Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. They had Zach Smith, senior quarterback. You, they're uh, this is going to be their first game home opener over there. So you would think that the senior quarterback from Grandview, Texas, is going to. I mean. He's a good quarterback. I mean, he's not he's not the worst that you could have on your team. And, you know, a couple couple of colleges wish probably wish they would have someone like this. And uh he threw over 3000 yards, 19 touchdowns, nine only nine interceptions, just 21st in the NCAA. Uh lost three of their last five games last year, but they did they did beat ECU and USC, UCF, USC. I dare I go doing it again. UCF last year. So it it's wasn't a terrible, I mean, if you're going to have a season like they did last year, Tulsa, the two teams that you would want to be is probably the, some of the best teams that are going to be on your schedule. And ECU is one of them and UCF. Uh, and they beat them last year. So we'll see what, how they, uh, you know, and you kind of kind of look up the stats and everything on these kind of games. And because uh, you don't know, they haven't played yet, so there's nothing to look at. So Oklahoma State, I would think they're going to be better than Tulsa. I mean, I mean Tulsa, you know, they they play the, the their schedule, and they have to play whoever's on their schedule, and they, you know, I I'm I'm not sure the, the couple of close games, but I I think Tulsa's going to fall short on this one. I got Oklahoma State thirty-one thirteen, in this one. And uh, you could catch that on on ESPN. Early morning game, which I don't like. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but you know, as a Husker fan, getting up at 11 a.m. My God, it seemed like half our most of our schedule last year was at 11 a.m. I mean, you damn near can't. I mean, you know, a Saturday or two, but come on, man, give us a night game or something. I'm liking them night games. I think last year was their first, uh, like, a night game in, like, two years. Last year. I think it was against Ohio State. Which uh, we don't like to talk about there in Huskerland. So the next game uh, up on the slate is going to be Austin P 0-2 against number 13 Cincinnati. You can catch that on the, at 11 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. It's a good thing having these, like, you know, short, short, you know, not a lot of games to televise because you could watch them all. And you could catch this one in ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Austin P. you're going to have Jeremiah Osteval, junior for quarterback. Threw for 227 yards last week. Two, only, two interceptions. But the thing they're going to have to stop, I think, for Cincinnati is going to be uh, C.J. Evans, Jr., freshman running back. I mean, he's a talent. 14 attempts, 102 yards, one touchdown last week. 7.3 average. So, you know, he's he's a good halfback. Very fast kid. And uh, I think for Cincinnati, for their game plan, is not to, to stop the pass. It's going to be stopping the run in this one. But I don't think it's in, number 13 Cincinnati. This is going to be their home opener, their first game of the season. So, you know, I mean, Austin P has got, you know, their, their pads are warmed up. They got two games under the belt. Not too good of a... Good of an outing for Austin. But I think they're going to fare well 
in this thing is they could uh, keep uh, Desmond Redler kind of a thing going on over there. Uh, Desmond Redler, junior quarterback, passed over 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, 37th in the NCAA. Only nine interceptions, so it's 21st. And uh, he had an outstanding season last year. He went, they went 10 and 1. The only loss last year was against Ohio State, which was a powerhouse of a team. So, you know, this team's going to be racking them up this week, and uh, they're going to probably start this thing out 1 and 0. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but the, you know, the, the thing that they're probably in their conference championship lost to Memphis is they got a, about a, a stingy feel in their, in their, in their body. So they want to make it back to that championship and uh, get some revenge. And uh, they beat BC in the Birmingham Bowl last year. So it was a great year last year. I mean, they didn't win the championship, but they won their bowl game. So I think that Cincinnati, above it all, should win this thing. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, tough luck for Austin P. I got uh, Cincinnati 35-17. But, you know, for Cincinnati to stop the run is going to be an important key, I think, is going to be in this game. And uh, I think Austin P. is going to probably uh, look for the run more times than not. Uh, I think they're going to give Evans Jr. probably more runs than 14. I think they're going to get up in that 20-plus 20, 20 type area. For them to have a chance in this thing, and to, to get, just to keep it close, you know, and I think it's going to be close in that first first quarter because Cincinnati's first game home opener, you know, you're going to get some of the jetters in. So the first quarter, I think, is going to be kind of rattly for them. So you, you look for that. I think that, uh, in my opinion, that Austin P is going to keep it close in the first quarter, maybe in the second quarter, but you know, Cincinnati is just going to you know roll away with it in the third and fourth after the halftime adjustments and all that. So you, you're going to get that, I think. <laughs> I have to say, because I, I there's no tape on Cincinnati. But they're ranked 13th, and they had a really good last good year last year. So, I they, you know, you got their junior quarterback coming back. And uh, their running game is pretty, pretty solid. And their defense is pretty good, too. But, you know, you, when you have the season that they have, they, they, they don't want to, they don't want to, you know, kind of look past any opponents and also P they shouldn't look past them and they should be pretty excited and pumped to get their get their season underway and uh going on to their the next game Louisiana against Georgia Georgia State Louisiana is a better team than anyone thought I think this year they're going to surprise some people you're going to go to Central Park Stadium on ESPN 2 at 11 a.m for this one it's a uh, uh they Louisiana won four of the last five games last year. And they, they you know, lost to Appalachian State. It's not a bad loss, I think. It's a, at, at State, you know, they have up and down seasons, but every once in a while you get the season from App State that that are that they, they could beat in pretty much anybody. Going back to yesteryear when they beat Michigan in their first game. Big time upset. I think it was like number two on the biggest upset list. But they got their, in Louisiana, they got their senior quarterback, really showed up last week. 154 yards, one touchdown, really good touchdown. Dropped a dime on Iowa State. And uh, last year, he, he, uh, he had 243 completions out of uh, 378 attempts. So this guy is, uh, is proven, I think. And uh, their sophomore running back, Peter Lambiek, 
uh, from uh, New Liberia, Louisiana. <laughs> you can't get any more Louisiana than that. Uh, five receptions, 82 yards, one touchdown last week. Uh, that's pretty good. And going against like a, a good opponent like Iowa State last week, and you would think that, you know, going into some kind of game. And I watched college game day, and nobody picked Louisiana except I think it was CP3 was their guest picker. He picked Louisiana over Iowa State, and everybody goffed. And uh, he picked the upset. But they're going against Georgia State. This is going to be their home opener. I'm gonna, I, uh, Cornelius Brown is going to be their quarterback. He's a freshman. And uh, their uh, Dustin Coates, junior running back. And uh, not a lot to say about it. It's, I mean, Georgia State, you know, it's a, it's a tough opponent. I, I bet you when they looked at the schedule, they're like, well, Louisiana, Louisiana, raging Cajuns. I mean, we, we, it's a, it's a fair opponent, but we should fare well against one. Nope, not, not after last week, because <laughs> they're pretty good. One to know, Louisiana. I, I got 34-17 over Georgia State. Then you got a, you know, this is a, one of them. Uh, this is a, I'm going to say an upset alert right here. Because Notre Dame last week, maybe it was because of the first game and they really didn't play, you know, you know, live or, you know, the practice were limited and everything for Notre Dame. I'm not sure because Duke, hung 13 on them, which, you know, you can see in that first game. But, you know, you, you go to USF, 1-0. Then you look at Notre Dame, number ranked rank number 7. That, that would scare you a little bit. They're, they're, they're a top 10 opponent for USF. Is USF up for the challenge? I think so. I think so. You could catch this at 1.30 p.m. on USA Network in Notre Dame Stadium. So it's going to be a home game for Notre Dame again. And uh, ESPN Matchup Predictor has <laughs> Notre Dame 94.1% over USF, only 59%. So everybody is picking Notre Dame in this one. I think not-so-fast type of game. It's going to be closer than the experts think. I think so. Because, you know, you know, USF is like a run-and-gun fast team. You got Jordan McLeod, a sophomore quarterback. He threw for 68 yards last week, one touchdown. And last year, he threw over 1,000 yards for 12 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. So he takes care of the ball pretty well. And there's and their sophomore running back, Kelly Joyner. Uh, only eight attempts, but he had 87 yards, one touchdown. So Notre Dame is going to probably look to stop this guy from getting, <laughs> hanging 100 uh, yards on them. So I, I, they have a good line at USF. And uh, the the defense, I mean, they, they held Duke pretty well. I mean, it was probably, you know, it looked closer than what it really was. But Ian Book, senior quarterback, I mean, what what else does it say? 263 yards last week, one touchdown. He had a 51.5 QBR last week. 
That makes him 26 in the NCAA. Last year, he had 240 completions over 399 attempts. Threw over 3,000 yards. So he is a talent. And I think all, you know, Notre Dame fandom over there, uh, I think, knows that in South Bend, this guy is going to be the man. But, you know, you would expect something like that out of your senior quarterback. It's going to be in like a top 10 in the, I wonder where, where what's his name, Mel Kuyper has him on that draft board. And I wonder if he's going to be up there at the end of the year. We're going to see because, you know, Notre Dame's got a, a fairly, a fair schedule. <laughs> Their uh, sophomore running back, Karen Williams, 19 attempts, 112 yards last week, two touchdowns. So they have a running game. And uh, he, and uh, you know, the running back also catches. He caught two, two passes for ninety-three yards. It's a little trickery, dickery over there. But you know, it's UCF. This is a I would put like a, like a upset special on there. So you might want to stay tuned on this one on the USA Network. <laughs> I got number seven Notre Dame thirty, USF, close twenty-four. It's going to be one of them games. Didn't you, uh, this is a, another, I wouldn't say an upset, upset alert. I'm not putting it too high on the thing because Georgia Tech last week, whew, you got number 14 UCF against Georgia Tech 1-0. You can catch us at 2.30 on ABC on one of their, uh, midday midday games and uh a lot of people have a UCF on the matchup predictor on espn.com and uh Georgia Tech only 21.9%. I think Georgia Tech is going to be better than that. And uh you know, this is UCF's first game of the season. So who knows what UCF has? couple things. Daryl Mack Jr. opts out of the season. So their starting quarterback isn't playing. That's another thing. And one of their, uh, I, I seen that one of their defensive players are not playing at all. He opted out too. So you have their starting quarterback that was supposed to be a starting quarterback, Daryl Mack, opted out. So that might be a little wrinkle, maybe a little wrinkle. Because, yeah, Mackenzie Milton was the starting quarterback there for, I don't know, I don't know if he was a freshman when he started or not. I'm not sure. But he's a senior this year, and he's, and then you know, I think they're having a battle for the starting position at quarterback. I'm pretty sure they made their decision, and it's got to be Mackenzie Milton because he's been starting there for a while now. I mean, he passed in uh, 2018. He passed for 2,663 yards, 25 touchdowns. So, I mean, he, I, I, I mean, Mackenzie Milton, he was a pretty good quarterback there for a while. And, you know, you've seen the wins that he racks up. So, he, you know he's a good quarterback. And uh, they got Georgia Tech 1-0. Good game last week. You got Jeff Sims, a freshman quarterback. 
He's only a freshman, guys. 277 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Eh, he's 74.6. That makes him 12th QBR in the NCAA. Then you have their wide receiver, which is uh, probably what they're probably going to be. Well, they don't pass that much. I think Georgia Tech is like a is a what is the option team, so they don't pass that yard. But uh, Malachi Carter, Jr., wide receiver, six receptions, sixty-six yards, one touchdown last week, which is pretty good. And I'm not really going to call this an upset because I mean. Georgia Tech has one game under their belt. Good, good game. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go against the grain here. I got Georgia Tech 27, UCF 24. That's what I got. You can take it as it is because the only reason why I'm doing that because Daryl Mack Jr. is opted out. He's not going to be playing, and one of their one of their leaders in on the, on the defense opted out also. So you're not going to have them guys. How pivotal are they? I, I'm not sure. I didn't read too much into it, but this is what I know. Man, you, you, you good games right there. One and two, Notre Dame and Georgia Tech games. Pretty good games. Kind of one that you want to keep your eye out on. Then you have number 23, Appalachia State, 1-0 against Marshall, 1-0. You can catch this at 2.30 on CBS. Are they, what, this ain't a SEC game. It's on CBS. I know that CBS plays a lot of SEC games. But Appalachia State has a quarterback over there, senior. Zach Thomas, 204 yards last week. One touchdown, one interception. As a 65.1 QBR. I'm all about QBR. That makes him 18th in the NCAA. So he is a good quarterback. A really good quarterback. Uh, top 25 team can you get can you keep this ball rolling you got Marcus, Marcus Williams jr senior senior uh, running back yeah 14 to 10 117 17 yards one touchdown he averaged 8.4 yards a carry so the running game is on point for the matchups that they have then you got their senior wide wide receiver, which is, is pretty good. Thomas Hennigan, five receptions, 120 yards, one touchdown. Last year he had 70 and 770 yards, six touchdowns. They won last of their five games last year. So they won. They, I mean, they're on the hot streak. And I don't. And Marshall is. They got their hands full. Grant Wells, freshman quarterback, 207 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> Not much to say about that. They got Knowledge McDaniel, their running back, 14 attempts, 93 yards. Pretty good. And uh, Kelly Keaton, sophomore wide receiver, two receptions for 68 yards, one touchdown. So, you know, they're both 1-0. This is going to be a good game, I think. So this might be something that you want to tune in. If you if you don't care about the, the, the teams, you just want to watch some college football, a good game, this is going to be probably the one of the ones that are going to be probably one of the better games on Saturday. That and the Notre Dame game. 
Because I don't think Notre Dame's faced USF before, I don't think. So it's a new opponent. A new, a new, you know, a new look. If you want to say. But Appalachia State, I got them, I got them winning this thing, 27-17. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a close game. <laughs> I think it's going to be close. Maybe closer than that. It might go in overtime. Because they're so evenly matched. Th Zach Thomas, Appalachian State's quarterback, he's, he's good. Grant Wells, a freshman quarterback at Marshall, has a lot of time to grow. He's really good. Threw over 307 yards for touchdowns. I mean, that's that's not bad. You'd want uh, some kind of production out of your quarterback, and that's what you want it right there. Great running game. He has a good good uh, sophomore wide receiver. So that, I mean, the the opponents are there for a good game. Might be might be one for the records of record books. But you know that this could be an upset too. Marshall can Marshall probably probably will beat them maybe. But I know I'm picking Appalachian State because it's safe. <laughs> I guess it's a safer pick. Hopefully they don't look past Marshall because, I mean, you hear that you you see the name on their schedule Marshall. Well, it's Marshall. What have they done lately? It was, it, I hope that ain't the kind of mentality Appalachian State goes into this game. I mean, put, I mean, give them some respect. Because if they don't, it could bite them in this one. Then we're going to go on to one of the... Eh, it's not a marquee matchup. <laughs> I got uh, at 3 p.m. on ACC Network, you're going to have Citadel 0-1. Against one and oh number one Clemson. And this might be the one where you just go just kind of tune in and just kind of look at the schedule or the 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 score and just kind of keep it moving. I mean there's a reason why it's on AC ACC network. It's not gonna be on on ABC or anything like that or ESPN. It's Citadel. Citadel's Brandon Rainey, senior quarterback, 84 yards. Last week, one interceptions, 20 carries, 65 yards. So he's a running quarterback. So maybe, maybe I don't know. Now nah, there's going to be no maybe. He's not going to be running like that on on Clemson. I mean, what else is there to say? You got Tre uh, Clemson. You got Trevor Lawrence, a junior wide receiver, junior wide receiver, junior quarterback. Could have, you know, entered the draft. But he decided to stay for his junior year. Maybe he, I mean, this guy's humble. He had a good, a, a, a Macedon size balls chip on his shoulder, and uh, he, 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 he just loves college. How could you not like a kid like that? Everybody's asking him why. Why would you? Why would you stay? He's like, I like my college. I like playing football for my college. And what is, I mean, you have all these players that yet come in and they leave because they can. And Trevor Lawrence can. He's a good quarterback. He could be on any team that he wants. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure every NFL team is going to be looking at Trevor as soon as he enters the draft. Last week, I mean, this guy, this this guy is a proven commodity. 351 yards last week, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Takes really good care of the ball. I mean, you've seen him over the years. I mean, he's he's never missed a playoff. What's saying something? Taking Clemson to that new standard, you know, he put that. You know, you don't want to. I'm pretty sure after Trevor Lawrence leaves. You don't want to be that quarterback to, you know, uh, not produce like Trevor did. So, you know, the standard is high. He set the bar pretty high over there in Clemson. Last year, geez, Trevor Lawrence threw over 3,000 yards. And I'm pretty sure he's on pace to do it again. Then uh, you have Travis Etienne, senior running back. We'll just say Travis, senior running back, 17 attempts, 102 yards, one touchdown. So, you know, you don't have Trevor back there throwing it all the time. You have a really good halfback. And uh, Amari Rogers, senior running wide receiver. You know, he, he, he has the weapons I got Clemson big all outright in this one I'm not even gonna put a number on it I mean this this game is not gonna be close I, I'm pretty sure Clemson is gonna be looking at this game as a, a scrimmage type practice type game kind of throw some in there take Trevor Lawrence out and maybe in the third quarter leave it all up to their second string you know, it's going to be one of them games. Uh, uh, snooze. Then you have the the game of the game of the week. College game day is going to be broadcasting from there. You're going to have Kirk Kirkstreak and and all the guys there. Uh, they don't. They didn't have a. Um. What's his name? He was he was in a, like a a studio or something like that. Um, with the mascot head and everything, I forgot uh, who is that. Scooter, I guess his nickname. But you know they're gonna take it Miami, Florida, number seventeen one and zero, number eighteen Louisville one and zero, at six thirty on ABC in Cardinal Stadium. With a capacity of 55,000 people. Not this one. There's going to be camera crew, maybe the band and some cheerleaders. Uh, maybe maybe they'll, they'll allow the, the players' families in there. I'm not sure what the whole, the whole thing is going to be there in Louisville. But, you know. I mean, Miami, Florida... Lost three of their last five games, and one of them was to Duke. But with the stingy taste of the of defeat in Louisville's mouth, uh, Miami, Florida slacked them last year, winning in Miami, Florida, in Levi Stadium, or no Hard Rock at the Hard Rock. Uh, Louisville lost 
52 to 27. So you know there's going to be some animosity in this one. Then Louisville's going to want that payback over there at home. And the only thing that's going to be probably bad about this uh, matchup is that it's, it's, there's going to be no fans. I mean, maybe. Maybe they'll have some half capacity. I'm not sure what the protocol is over there. But, you know, Miami, Florida last week, uh, good, a good game. They played a really good game, solid game. Dario King Sr. from Manuel, Texas, 144 yards last week, one touchdown with an 82.4 KBR. That's ninth in NCAA, so he's a pretty good quarterback. It's Cameron Harris, junior, a junior running back, 17 attempts, 134 yards, two touchdowns. Then you have Baron Jordan Jr., wide receiver, three receptors, 51 yards, one touchdown. So they got the, the squad ready to go. This is going to be a good game. And then uh, number 18, Louisville. You know him. Hey, this guy has, like, Lamar Jackson uh, written all over him. I mean, he's almost cut to the T just like him. I mean, if you if you watched him play last week, he was running, gunning, he was doing everything. 343 yards, three touchdowns, only one interception. And and uh, I think he has a 90.1 QBR. That makes him fourth in the NCAA. And they had Javon Harris, a sophomore running back, 19 attempts, 71 yards, one touchdown. And then Des Fitzpatrick, a senior wide receiver, 40 sets, 110 yards, and one touchdown. This is a good team. Look for these guys to put their foot down. Maybe when the season starts rolling along here, Louisville is going to be one of them teams that are going to be up in there at the very end of the season. It's going to, I mean, this, I can't, I mean, when I saw this guy last week with the highlight reels, Malik Cunningham, I mean, he, he is just a good quarterback. He's, and he's a junior. I mean, he might. I don't, I don't know. I, think, I don't think he would opt out to the declare for the draft after this one. But who knows? I mean, he's good. I think Miami is going to have a, their hands full. I mean, this is going to be a one of them uh, intense games. You know, you. you Miami, Florida, and Louisville. I mean, this is going to be a good game. I got uh, Louisville. I'm going to say, God. I got I got Louisville winning this one. I don't know the score. I'm not going to put a score in there. It's going to be a, a close game. Because, you know, you look at these quarterbacks and the rate that they're going right now. I mean, any... Uh, let's just put any college team right now would love would love to have Malik Cunningham Jr. a junior quarterback on their team right now because the way he played last year, I mean last week was this guy's a human highlight reel because he he runs he he's he he could take off on you he he's, he doesn't stand in the pocket you know. But you look at, you know, the reception is 71 yards. Uh, 343 yards in the air. I mean, 
it's good. It's not as that's not an average game. That's like pro level passing yards. And if you look at some of these starting quarterbacks in the NFL, they didn't throw over 300. Some of them. I'm not saying that Louisville's opponent last week was like lackluster. Maybe. I'm, I didn't look at the I didn't look at their last week opponent, but it's a hell of a game to have. I mean, if you want to start off the season anything, you, you it's that way. So you might it's uh, six thirty on ABC. You you go. I mean, when you're when the grilling's all done, you know you get your you get your tailgating on, you get your drinks on, you get it, everything's on ice. You're going to have a really good game at night. One thing, don't pump, don't be pumping any. That, 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 don't ruin the game with pumping any like crowd noise in there. I, I just, I don't know. I just didn't like it. I like the uniqueness of like, if there's no, there's, if there's going to be no fans, then don't have any fans. I, that's what I say. And I would like the the NFL to look at their 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 some of their I don't know if it's the governors of the states that are not allowing fans in there, but if you if any NFL team can have fans, do it. I mean, you I'm seeing these like on the internet, like these people like bought season tickets to uh, the new uh, the Raiders Stadium. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna have fans in, in 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 Las Vegas. I'm pretty sure of it. I'm I'm pretty sure that they will. Cause why was why would you sell them tickets <laughs> if you're not gonna have any fans? So a great game at the end of the night. Hey, that's the college football landscape. I mean, that's all the games. Those are the top 20. I'm pretty sure there's, there's probably more games going to be played, obviously. But those are the top 25 games to look forward to. Good games. I'm thinking like Notre Dame's going to have a, you know, a cold. I, that's my pick, though. That's mine. I think Notre Dame, the upset uh, alert is going to be on the Notre Dame game. Look for it. It's going to be, I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. But you know that's the that's the show. This is the Native Hicks show. There's a college football. Have fun. Stay safe. Keep your six foot distance. Distancing, uh, tailgating, I guess you would say. And uh, college football set to kick off here in a in an hour or so. So let's. Uh, I'm ready. I'm pumped. I know I got the you get the meat on the grill, you know, you you stretch out and get your day started and grab a beer and start her up, I think. I'm ready for this. Have a great weekend, have a safe weekend and uh enjoy your college football Saturday. I'm Curtis Morris for the Nadex show. Good night. Good or have a great day. <laughs>